with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All right, tonight we have a good show. Um, we're going to be taking all the questions that you guys have been sending in. And if you do have any questions, I would like you guys to email us. Um, actually, just go to the whosoevers.com and send your questions through because this is a show that we do a lot of interviews, but we also do a lot of question and answers, answering your guys' questions about um, maybe things that you're, uh, you're just really interested in looking into and maybe they haven't been uh, answered through people around you or the church uh, that you're going through because most churches there... They're just teaching through uh, the Bible, which is great, but uh, sometimes you just have these personal questions. So that's what this is all about. Go to thewhosoevers.com and uh, shoot us an email with any questions or um, our social media at the Instagram or Facebook or any of those. So today I have Sean McKeon in studio. Uh, he is back. So it's always good to have you back, dude. When's the last time you're here? A couple I, weeks? I, I love being here. You know, the other day I was um, coming out eating somewhere believe it or not and uh somebody waved me down the young girl she was just like oh stoked she was like sean you like waved me down she's like oh i love your and ryan's show and i was she's like you look so much skinnier in person no she didn't say that no <laughs> she did not no but she's stoked <laughs> she's she, she stoked about the show uh it, it's amazing to hear all, all the feedback and stuff but quick question huh? do you look bigger or skinnier on the show I think, I think I look skinnier on the show. I think so, too. I think it's the black background. It's the angles. It's the angle. Thank you, camera guy. I try really hard. I, I don't eat for like two days before and I do this a mic, show. See this mic? It cuts off my double chin, so it's perfect. <laughs> it just, unless I'm like sad. <laughs> see, that's the problem with radio nowadays. Well, you have it on the radio. So people that listen to us right now on the radio, you know, they can't see us. But right. if you're tuning into the app or... or Vimeo or, or YouTube, or those, yep. you'll, you'll you'll see the, the exactly. You'll see the double the truth chain, shall the set you flying, free. <laughs> frolicking in the wind. All right, um, cool. So uh, I will. Hey, first of all, before we get into all these questions, um, I do want to plug. We have a a video premiere happening for the Whosoever's Kill the Noise tour. As you guys know, we tour the world, um, and the public school system wherever we go in the world, uh, in the in the U.S. or Australia, Colombia, we're going to Chile next month, Texas, New York. I mean, you name it, uh, we go, we get it done. Uh, we we go, we actually go, and I may be able to share my story. And then from there, see, we're, we're living the Great Commission. So we go in, we tell the story, and then it all leads down to the cross. What happened on the cross? Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. Uh, I tell them that they're sinners, as we all are, but we need to repent of our sins. And then we need to ask for forgiveness and we'll get filled with the Holy Spirit. And then what does the Great Commission do? It says to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So that's exactly what we do. We're just biblical. We do exactly uh, what the Bible says. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, when we do ministry, uh, you know, I was talking to you yesterday, Sean, is that um, my whole thing with ministry with the whosoever's is we are, we're... Um, we're evangelist, mm -hmm. you know, we're not in the church much. So the way we do ministry is, uh, we just read through the scriptures through, you know, the gospels yeah. and acts and, uh, just, I literally, you know, 
my, my, the thing that's been awesome for me is once I got saved, I started reading the Bible and what it says on the print is what I do. Yeah. So I'm not really institutionalized. I don't get caught up in, in, in rules and regulations of institutions. Um, I just focus on the scripture yeah. and theology of the scripture of what Bible says. So Jesus says, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, and that's basically what we yeah. do. And that's what the whole whosoever's movement is about is letting people know that they're, they're sinners. They've fallen short of Christ and they need to be forgiven. And they're pretty much useless without God yeah. in their life. And once they get forgiven of their sins, then God will fill them with the Holy spirit. We will disciple them. And so they can learn how to, uh, to obey the commandments so they know to read scriptures for face value yeah. and to, to, to do what the Bible says and um, not what, you know, tradition says, but stick to the Bible. And uh, from there, then they will get in the heart of God. And because of the obedience to the scriptures and obeying the Bible, that the next thing to do is to go out and preach the gospel. Yeah. So it's been awesome. We've been doing it. We're doing it and it's going to continue. Um, we're like, again, I said, we're heading to Chile next week, uh, Texas. Um, oh, Australia is happening. Uh, now this time we're going to be actually tour all the main cities in Australia. So that's going to be a crazy trip in itself just to get to Perth on the other side of Australia. I think that's like a 26 hour flight. Oh man. So that will be fun. I'm going to try and break that up. <laughs> um, thank God for economy plus <laughs> See, it's, you, you get that extra, uh, Leg six room. inches of, of, you know what? Those six inches, they matter. I, that's what you said, bro. You can lay when you lay back. You can like literally slouch. You know how you slouch to yeah. sleep. Those six inches give you that slouch. I can't mode. sleep on planes, man. I have a huh? hard time. I have a real hard time. I got to be so wiped out to sleep on a plane. I've got all those wacky pillows and do this and do that. I just have a hard time. Yeah, um, but twenty six hours long. Have you ever time. seen that face pillow where you blow it up and then you put your face I've in it? I've seen a lot of them. And the, no, it's like no, it's it's it's. It's a joke, honestly. It's this big. It's literally this okay. tall. Okay, so for the audience that's just listening on the radio, this thing has to be, how many inches is this? Like about 12? 10. It's 10. about a foot. Okay. okay. 10, 10 inches, it okay. blows up. And what you do is you stick your, you, you have, it has handles on the far side. So you wrap your arms around like you're giving it a bear hug. Uh -huh. So you're holding on to the handles there. And then you put, plop your face straight down in it. And like hey, a Lucas, hole? look it up. Look up is that like pillow. I want to show him during the show. In? Someone look it up and bring it over here on the phone. <laughs> It's called like an airplane pillow, extra large. Okay. Look it up on Amazon. But dude, I'm like, that actually imagine would work just for like, me. yeah, <laughs> you might need it. But imagine just like blowing it up and you're like, plop. <laughs> it's just hilarious looking. Anyway, yeah. Go hey, get, if you travel. Sleep at any cost. Go get Whatever yours. You get on do. Amazon now. Whatever you got. All right. Do. So uh, that will be interesting. But hey, if you want to book the tour, did you look it up? Come over here, show this dude. So I'm going to talk to the listener. So if you want to book this tour, go ahead and just go to the whosoevers.com. Right shoot us an email and uh, we'll come out and, and book the schools and tour. And it's just epic. Can I see that thing for a second? Let me see. See, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that thing's bigger than 10 inches. That you're thing like, has to be a foot and a half. Yeah, you're just like cuddling. I could do that. You could do that. I can All do right. that. All right. Get, get yours. $14, that's it? 14 bucks? Order two. <laughs> 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 all right. Anyway, all right. Let's go into the uh, let's go into the first question. So here we go. I'm gonna, uh, it says, "What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit?" Well, first mm. of all, there's um, you know because that we sh this show there's I want to explain something. There's different uh, denominations in in Christianity. 
there's people that do different different kinds of uh, of ministry. There's different traditions. There's different um, um, guidelines that different denominations have, and the way they would. Uh, the way, for instance, the way they would pray for the sick in church or the way they would refer to as the Holy uh, a Spirit. So before we break this down, I want to I want to say this. So some people will, will just be like Jesus and Jesus will say, reach out your hand and he'll pray for the sick in the temple and they'll get healed right there. Some people are more uh, traditional and they'll just say, um, just call people up after and pray for them separately. So then Jesus in the Bible says, he prays for the man that couldn't see. And he says, are you healed? And the guy says, uh, I see trees like men walking. And then Jesus would pray for him again. And then he would get healed. Where then you would, if you would try to do that in a church service, uh, people wouldn't want to do that in a church service. They would just uh, say, just pray to be healed, but don't do it like Jesus. Just say, pray to be healed. So there's traditions in different denominations and churches. So with traditions and things said, uh, going to the work of the Holy Spirit, um, in the scriptures, uh, G- uh, John the Baptist says, someone who is coming far greater than uh, me after, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, where other scriptures would say in Acts 1.8, it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And it talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I have a, a, a friend um, from more of a conservative church in a different denomination than Calvary in, uh, you know, back east. And he wouldn't refer to being uh, fit, baptized with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. where he would just say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, Right. Um, but then us in, in Calvary Chapel, we would say, well, you could be baptized with the Holy Spirit or you could be filled. We say it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So with that said, what is it? What it is, is when you give your life to Jesus Christ, basically what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, you give your life to Jesus Christ and you repent. That means you turn from your your wicked ways, basically, because mm-hmm. we're all wicked. Our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Who knows it? God knows it. And that's why he came on a, out of eternity to die for the sins of the world. So what that means is that we got to repent. Repent means basically to flip a U-turn from the direction that you are living right now. Basically, the things that are destroying you, that, you know, this, this I mean, you might have bitterness. You might have resentment. You might have this porn addiction. You might uh, be lying. You might even be cheating on your girlfriend. You might be having sex out of marriage. You might be uh, cheating on your wife, your husband. Uh, you, um, you might be telling these little white lies at work. And I mean, who knows? There's a million things that the human heart, which I'm guilty of, and I have been guilty of in my past life, of things that you just get to a point and you said, you know what, God? I just want you to forgive me of my sins. I want to flip a U-turn in my life. And basically, instead of going towards the things of the world, I'm going to go to a relationship with you. So you repent. And then from there, that's when uh, God will forgive you of all your sins. He'll, he'll wash you with the blood that was shed on the cross. Wash you white as snow. We've talked about this before. He gets your sins, casts them as far as the east is to the west. He buries them in the deepest part of the ocean. Well, he'll never bring them up again. And I talked about this Sunday service, Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs this weekend, that... A lot of people lived in condemnation and they just, they get condemned. It's like these fiery darts that the enemy, he's always throwing in your mind because Satan is the king of mind games. And what he wants to do is he wants to distract you and get you off what God is doing. So he likes to bring up the things of your past. 
Oh, you used to cheat on your wife. Oh, you used to watch porn. Oh, this and that. You're not a good Christian. God doesn't love you. You're too far gone. God will never use you. You're not good enough. You know what? It's all about grace and mercy. It's, you're never good enough. None of us are good enough. I'm not good enough, right? So what happens is uh, God will forgive you of your sins. And then what God's going to do is when you ask him into your life, say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In John 7, we also talked about this this weekend. Jesus says in John 7, I will, anyone that believes in me, I will send the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does is he fills you. It's the filling of the Holy Spirit. Some of you guys can tangibly encounter the presence of God filling you. I don't know, man. I, I, I encounter the presence of God all the time. I, I, it, the, the Holy Spirit doesn't like, it doesn't, when you give your life to God, the Holy Spirit is, first of all, before you give your life to God, it's with you. Because the job of the Holy Spirit, even all the way back to Genesis 1, the ch chapter 1, the Holy Spirit hovered the earth. The job of the Holy Spirit is to draw all man to himself. So he's constantly trying to reveal himself to you that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He wants a relationship with you. But then when you give your life to him, what he does is he forgives you and he goes inside of you. So you have God's Spirit inside of you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is inside of you. Not Sorry, let me yeah. rephrase that. The Father God's in heaven. The Son is interceding at the right hand of the Father. And then when you give your life to God, He sends the Holy Spirit and He goes inside of you. So now, that's the filling of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, it comes upon you, it fills you, and that is the power for service in Acts 1.8. Uh, the power. So now the Holy Spirit is in you. It's always working with you. So everything you do, you're just in that spirit of life. He's in you. He's flowing through you. He's overflowing you. But what happens is when you are in a situation, and Sean, I want you to kind of yeah. feed into this part here. When you're in a situation where you're, we'll just use porn because porn is such a big problem, right? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a major addiction in the world. And just for you uh, listeners, I would challenge you to look up your brain on porn versus drugs, heroin, heroin. Yeah. Look up that image that pops up on the internet and you will see the effects of the brain are the same effects, if not worse of heroin on mm. the brain. It is crazy. It's all over the internet. Look it up. Porn, your brain on porn versus heroin. So with that said, you're like, I want to quit. I can't, I'm hooked. You know, mm. whatever it is in your life, these footholds that the enemy has in your life, what happens is, you need the power of the Holy Spirit mm. to break from this stuff because you can't do it in your own power. There has to be a supernatural work mm. of the Holy Spirit. And we've talked about this over and over on the show that the job of the Holy Ghost is to purge and destroy everything that is unholy mm. in our life. So what is the feeling? What, what is it to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, Feeling is not just a one-time thing, right? What happens is we have to be continuing filled. There's a verse. What is it? Uh, Paul says, do not be drunk with wine, but yep. being be filled, filled being filled. Yeah, I actually wrote that down. Continue, Ephesians 5.18. Continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, how are you continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, it's the Word of God, the Bible. Reading the Bible is the continuing of filling yourself with scriptures, mm -hmm. 
The Word of God, you're feeling that is life because God is life. The feeling of the Holy Spirit is the feeling of scriptures, brainwashing your mind, washing your mind so you become a new creation in Christ, getting washed with the living water, transforming the mind, transforming the heart. Because back to what I said originally, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who knows it? God. So why do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because that is the Spirit-led life. You know, exactly. Um, you kind of broke it down as far as the work of the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a person, a person, not an essence. You know, there's a lot of weird thoughts and uh, theologies that can go through like false teachings and doctrines where it's like it's an essence mm -hmm. or other false cults and stuff will uh, allude to that. Some things in the New Age stuff talk weird stuff and essence of, of God. The Holy Spirit is a person, right? And so the, the, as Jesus says in John 14, that when he was going to depart, he was not going to leave them alone. I'm, he was going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you the paracletus, the helper, who is going to lead God and direct you into all truth. And he says right now he is with you, like you were just saying right now. Um, but when soon he will be in you, and that is when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is the scripture so many people know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, where it says, who's ever in Christ, he's a new creation, all things pass away. You be, have a, a new nature. Your desires change, like God starts working in your heart. And as you said, after the disciples had that encounter, he also told them to the Great Commission in uh, uh, Matthew chapter uh, 28. He says, go therefore into the world and make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But he also told them, but I want you to wait. I want you to wait, and that is Acts 1-8 that you were referring to a second ago, Ryan, that you may be endued with power from on high because we need to be led by the Spirit of God in our own personal life. I love what your dad has said, and many guys have penned it as well, is that the Holy Spirit is like an alarm sometimes in your heart. When you're talking about addiction, when you're talking about something that you're struggling with, the Holy Spirit will give you like an unrest in your spirit where it's like, leave. Get out of here. I call them stop signs. <laughs> stop signs. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, it's, it's so weird. It's like, it, no. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. You have a choice, too. That's an Are amazing Are you going to run thing. the stop sign? You have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice because um, the Holy Spirit being an alarm, as Jesus has said in John chapter 14, 15, he will lead and guide and direct you into all truth. He's going to convict the world of righteousness and of truth. And because God is not a... Um, What's the word? He's not a, uh, he doesn't like to control you. Yeah. So he's not, it's not like a, a, a road sign, a, a sign that says road closed where you can't move any for, further. Mm -hmm. It's just these stop signs. It's your choice to stop, yeah. flip a Yui, <laughs> repent from yeah. a Yui, or just go straight to the stop sign. We are living, when God gets a hold of your life, you were once dead in your trespasses. You brought that up the other day, Ephesians chapter 2. And then you are made alive in Christ. And now you enter into the spiritual life. You live into a, a different life where God, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. You are facing giants in the land. You're still facing challenges. You're not in heaven, but you are going through spiritual battles. That same thought is um, taken through scripture from the Old Testament with the children of Israel, the same thing where they were called out of bondage, they were called out, called out of the world, and then called to live the Spirit-led life. And in the Spirit life, there's challenges, and that's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to resist the enemy, to overcome 
doubts, fears, and all of those things, and to activate your faith to be used by God that you might know where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in your own personal life. You know what? I'd want to actually break down that um, Israel thing, the children of Israel, sure. because we were already talking about that, and this is a great illustration of the Spirit-led life. We know going back to um, the, the Israelites in Egypt, in slavery. When you look at that story, uh, they were in slavery. They were getting whipped. Mm -hmm. uh, they they all had to live together in a certain area. They didn't didn't have any rights. They were building the pyramids right. and all that other stuff. I mean, Slaves. that's hard hard labor and getting whipped and the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so then God says, "I'm going to take them out and I'm going to bring them to the promised land." So they, what I've already, what I've created for them at the beginning of time, for them to go into the land where there's you know milk and honey. It's basically supposed to be. Uh, uh, a place that grows, you know, amazing fruits and, and vegetables. And it's just a, a, a great way of living out of slavery that mm -hmm. they can live that, that, that the green pastures will say. And uh, so when they were, when they left, they got, they were in, uh, in the, they were in the wilderness in the desert and they were supposed to just cross over and it's supposed to be what, how many days was it? They say 11, 12 11, days, yeah, 11, 12 days or something like pretty quick trip to get there. Well, what happened is it turned into a 40 day trip. Why? Because they were stubborn mules, yeah. relatable, I get it. <laughs> right. But what happened is, this is what I don't get, is that they kept looking back at that old life. Mm -hmm. And Egypt it represents, represents slavery. So yeah. they're looking back going, oh, we had it so good in Egypt. No, you were getting whipped. Yeah. You were probably eating limited stuff. I mean, whatever they gave you, you were a slave. They weren't mm -hmm. giving you the best stuff. And you were getting whipped and hard labor and the, and the whole thing. And they got stuck in the wilderness for 40 years, which could have been an 11 to day, 12 day trip to the promised land. Yeah. So what happened is um, in the same way, we look at Egypt as the, the type of the world for us as a Christian life. Mm -hmm. We, you know, there's, there's a lot of Christians that, that are still in the, the they're the like, the, they're, yeah. they're in the wilderness. This could be five they're years, six years, 10 years. And what stinks about the wilderness is that they're constantly, like I said on Sunday, is that. They're like a spiritual yo-yo, as Chuck Smith would say. They're high on God at a moment, and then they're low. Mm -hmm. High, low, high, low. Then they're like James, the double-minded man, unstable in all their ways. They're getting tossed to and fro, like on a like a, like a drunken sailor on a right. boat, back and forth no in, a, in, a, in a crazy storm. Because literally, you're in a storm when you're in the wilderness because you're looking back at the world. You're like, oh, it sounds so good. But as Satan uh, throws out those shiny objects, oh, yeah. But my old life was so good. Okay, let's let's look at my old life for a second. Mm -hmm. Let's look at our old life. Okay, right. we went to a lot of concerts. Yep. We drank a lot of beer. We did a lot of drugs. We did a lot of crazy things. And yeah, from the outside, yeah, it looks from the point of point of time like it looked like yeah, we looked like we were we did have a lot of good times right. in moments. But then let's look at like okay, all of our money's gone. Feeling like depressed the next day from too many too many drinks or you know, drugs, we're starting losing friends to suicide, but yay, just look at some of the pictures. We're going crazy right. at a, at a, we're going crazy right at, at a concert. Or something. We're in Vegas. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> well, also I lost $15,000 in Vegas that time. Or you're waking up in a, a bar parking lot on Monday morning because the sun's, you know, waking you up because you couldn't drive home the night before. Happened to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like our cousin, <laughs> hey, someone stole my car. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Dude, what, like a gardener? That thing's like a 1976 Toyota truck. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, 
he blacked out and he realized he left it in the bar. He forgot where he started. Okay, yeah. so these are funny <laughs> stories, but like, let's really look at the the, the realness of it. You know, yeah. we're trying to be a little light on this this yeah. hardcore subject, but really, dude, that's not even cool. No, like going to jail, losing money, waking up in parking lots, hungover, pretty much your whole life. Every weekend you're hungover. Mm. You work hard all week mm. to make money, then you're hungover all weekend, and then you go back to work on Monday really hungover. Man, there's so many. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta say so, this. There's, so that's 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 Egypt. Yeah, dude, well, it was so fun. There, there's Not a, really. There's another part of Egypt too that's like important. And I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I believe this imports this part's important. Deception. That's what the enemy does. That's what you're talking about. Shiny object. Yeah, he's deception. making you look back into something that glorifying something that isn't reality. But another thing, imagine when the children of Israel were called to leave Egypt. And then as Moses is before the Pharaoh, who's a picture of Satan as well. And then, okay, he compromises a little bit. He's like, okay, I'll let you go, but go just right outside the door. Then you can have a land there. You know, don't go too far. Literally, this is what it is. Okay, you could go serve your God, but don't get crazy about it. Okay? Okay, you could go serve God, but stay close enough where I can see you. You know, the enemy wants you to compromise. The enemy wants you to maybe, and what it looks like today, it's like, yeah, you know what? Go to church. Go on Sunday, not when, not, not midweek. Yeah. You know, right, go to church, but don't tell anybody that you're a Christian. Uh, okay, you tell people you're a Christian, but you know, you don't have to live like holy. You know what I'm saying? And it's all those things. And the Satan, if you're going to start making those steps towards the Lord, he's going to try to hinder you from developing into the man or the woman that God has called you to be. And okay. he will do that through challenges and temptations that are all around us. Okay. So now we're going to go to deception. We got back to what you were saying. The enemy is deception. And we know that Satan is a fisherman. Mm -hmm. If Jesus is teaching us to be a fisherman and Jesus was a fisherman, well, if his if Satan is his rival enemy and the whole mission is to reach to 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 fish for men to reach people yeah. with the good news, that's Satan's job as well. So Jesus has come to give life abundantly to fish for men and and tell them about eternal life through the scriptures of repentance and and the work of the Holy Spirit forgiveness of sins. Also, Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. So there's two fishermen here here going on. You got Jesus is fishing with the Holy Spirit, you know, trying to draw man to himself. And then you got Satan with all of his demons that are out trying to reach people and they're fishing. They're throwing out those shiny objects. Deception. What is deception? Deception is a shiny object. So when we go fishing, which we barely ever go fishing, we used right. to go to June Lake all the time. Uh, you go fishing. What do we do? We go to the store and we buy. Okay, so these are rainbow. These are yeah, you uh, trout. Know what kind of fish are there? These are right. these are trout. What do we get? Oh, you got to get the rainbow. They eat the rainbow bait with the glitter and the rainbow bait. Why? Because this is this shiny bait is going to deceive them that this is really good to take a bite of, and it has like a scent, a smell, and has the whole thing. So what do we do? We go out there and we're fishing because underneath it is a hook. To we're going to catch this fish, we're going to hook it, we're going to gut it, we're going to eat it. Well, in the same way, but we got to deceive the fish to catch it. Yeah. So what is, G what is Satan doing? He's throwing out the shiny objects in front of us. And what are they? The lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the body appetites. Because mm -hmm. our body appetites goes, that looks good. I like that. Oh, I like that. I want to do that. And it could happen in, in so many ways. It could be through pride. It could be through... Money, uh, money, success, possessions. Yeah. It could be through uh, women, women. I mean, uh, a million, yeah. a million different things. Right. 
So Satan is fishing, and that's his whole goal. And he wants to deceive you, and he wants to catch you. Why? Because he wants to gut you, yeah. and he wants to gut you. And instead of throwing you into the uh, throwing you into the the ice cooler, yeah. he wants to throw you into hell. Yeah, and he's strategic. It's oh. strategic, you know, saying strategic, and that's what the Bible says. It, you know, you look at the book of Job, you see that, you see that where um, the enemy try. you know, Peter says that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's strategic, he has a plan, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy, rip off, rip off your life, and he does a good job in a lot of people's lives. I can tell you story after story of so many people that get picked off because of like what you're saying, shining our objects. God's starting to do a work in their life and then they start looking at all these things and they get distracted and they go after things that never satisfied before to try to get like a moment of gratification in the flesh which leaves them empty and now they find themselves in sometimes in prison cells again and sometimes just back where they started in some ways like the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness, not having a direction, and missing out on what God had for them. When we get back from the break, we're going to talk about Satan being strategic, and we're going to talk about being uh, uh, that vessel for honorable use. But before we go to break, I do want to plug the whosoever's.com. we got all kinds of sick product up there when you purchase it. We're not a brand. We are a movement. So when you rep it, you're repping the movement of the Holy Spirit, what God's doing in the schools, and it also provides financial income for us to help offset some costs when we go to high schools. If you want to donate too, that is epic as well. Um, we are 100% great commission ministry. This is why we do the radio show, and this is why we go to the public schools. We are living the great commission. Um, we, have the, the, we have the movie premiere, uh, Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar, March 15th. It's a, a tour video to come see what happens abroad. I live in the Great Commission at 5 p.m. Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, in Diamond Bar at Raul Reese's Church. Sunday, March 15th, the Puebla Kill the Noise music, not music, it's video premiere. We'll see you there, and we'll see you back in two minutes. With Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say... Whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say we didn't warn you. back and right before the break we were talking about being a christian getting out of the wilderness a lot of people get stuck in that desert experience and they're constantly looking back at the things of man my old life was so good my christian life is so boring or <laughs> it stinks and they want to go back but it's just all shiny objects and uh, we were talking about the deception of the enemy and um you, you were saying something like he's like strategic strategic yeah. so yeah so back to fishing um when you're going fishing or hunting <laughs> like you're gonna hunt some mm -hmm. wild animals or ducks or lions or i don't know whatever you hunt i don't hunt but um you gotta be strategic you need to be camouflaged yeah. right 
And even when you fish, there's a certain technique to the way you cast out and the whole thing. But even when you're hunting for animals or, you know, whatever you're doing, you got to be camouflaged. You got to hide. Satan's not out there in, in the public. He's hiding. He's camouflaged. You cannot see him because he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's, hunt, he's studying you. With, with camouflage, he transforms himself into an angel of light too. Also, yeah. So you might think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, uh, I do want to talk about uh, just being this vessel because people go, well, Ryan, Sean, I am stuck in the wilderness. How do I get out? What am I doing wrong? Okay, let's, let's, let's just like, do some inventory on our lives for a minute. So my question to you is, hey, can you find that? You know that verse that talks about the eyes of light to the body? Yeah. Do you know where that's at? Pull yep. that up for a second. Okay, keep going. So this is the deal. In 2 Timothy, it talks about that we are vessels. And there's certain vessels that talks about in the king's quarters. There's, there's some that are, it talks about there's vessels that God will use for every special occasion. If you keep yourself pure, you will be used for every special occasion. So back in the old days, in the Bible days, there's, uh, even in your house, there's actually different vessels, like as in cups and, 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 and you know, think cups and plates that you would, you have the china, and then you have like the normal everyday, uh, use. everyday use ones. Yeah. You know, in the king's quarters, you'd have the gold, and then they got the clay. Well, back in the old days, you would in those king's quarters, you would have the gold vessels that they would use for special occasions if they're gonna have a birthday party or bring the you know your friends over for dinner. But in those king's quarters, they also had the vessels of clay, and those clay vessels that's that's in those days they would use it to take out the sewage water. Well, I'm a father, and what is in sewage water? I got four kids, so there's a lot of poop, there's a lot of pee, right. and in the trash cans there's diapers. Okay. Uh, that, and this, these are the things in the king's quarters that they would, these clay vessels that they would put all this stuff in back then and they would take out of the king's quarters. Well, in the same way, we are all vessels, either whatever you want to, however you want to, uh, look at yourself because what goes into the body comes out of the body. So in the same way, let's read that scripture really quick. It's uh, from Matthew chapter six on the summer of the Mount, uh, verse 22 to 23. Jesus says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So now I'm going to have you break that down. So, Sean, if we are vessels, because vessels means we're holding, we can get filled up with stuff. So at the beginning of the show, we were talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. the living water. Versus not. So if the eyes are light to the body, how does this affect us yeah. as Christians for those people that are maybe in the wilderness? Why are they stuck in the wilderness? Because what's going on? Well, just think about the eye. What is the eye? It's where you're able to see vision, sight. And, you know, you look at a video cam, you look at your iPhone or whatever, and you press record. What is it doing? It is a recording information. It's recording images that you're going to watch later, Right. You'll be, you'll be able to reflect on everything that you just recorded. A lot of stuff in technology is really just a mirror of the human body. Uh, computers are a mirror of the human body. So when he talks about the eye, he's referring to that what you are taking into your eye gate, your vision, is going into your brain, which is going into your heart. And if you're bringing in filth over and over and over, that filth and garbage is going deep into your mind and into your heart, and it starts building an appetite. So somebody that has an addiction to um, pornography, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's 
engulfing a lot of information, a lot of visual stimulation sexually, and it gets to such a place that it builds such an appetite, it needs to feast, it needs to be able to partake of this desire. And so what happens? It's given over to more pornography, uh, it's given over to multiple relationships, or whatever it has to do to meet that goal or that gratify the flesh. Jesus is talking about here, you make a decision. Because if what is going into your eyes is light, is good, your whole body will be full of light. It changes everything. Yeah. You know, you used to refer to it a lot like the, the hard drive, you know. And if you're bringing in all this information into your heart, into your mind, it's going to destroy you. It starts weighing you down. It starts to be who you are in a lot of ways. And those desires, you know, if you're listening to filth all the time, filth comes out of your mouth. Just, just why you listen to filth all the time, it starts coming out of your mouth. All these things you start, I, I, that's why I've always tripped garbage out. Garbage in, garbage Garbage out. in, garbage out. Like I'm listening to, I was watching these parents like drop off kids like a couple months ago. I was just like bumping Jay-Z at like 7.30 in the morning, dropping off their kids at school, elementary school. You don't realize that all that kind of talk, all that kind of drug is kind of going into the mind, heart, and their lifestyle comes out of it and everything. And Jesus is making a whole breakdown here because you have to make a determination. Do you want your whole body to be full of darkness? If you do, then just kind of continue you know, feeding the flesh and all the garbage that you see from the outside. But if you want your whole body to be full of light, then allow the things of the Lord to cleanse, transform your mind, and then the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is light, and the darkness will disappear. You just got to make a decision. So at the very end, I was trying to find that verse while you were talking, but the yeah. very end, it says, and that light that you think you have mm -hmm. might actually be darkness. Mm -hmm. What does it say? But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And therefore, the light that is in you is darkness. How great is that darkness? So that's basically saying like what the light that you think you have. Yeah. It could actually be darkness. Mm -hmm. Like you might, he's basically saying you, you might think be, it's a good thing. You, you, yeah, it's like you're, you you could be deceived. Yeah. You could think you're actually yeah, you're living in the wilderness, and you think you're you have a relationship with God, but it actually might be you mm -hmm. might have all kinds of darkness, but you really think it's light. Mm. How how and how dark is that? Like right. that's bad. Yeah, it's for crazy, sure. and it destroys it destroys people's lives for forever. You know, there are so many names that are linked to Satan, such as deceiver and uh, slanderer, the devil, all of these things, Lucifer, dragon, um, the dragon, destroyer. right, the destroyer. And in in a name, a lot of it's linked to what he does. Uh, destroyer, obviously, destroy. Slander, what, is, what does he do? Accuser of the brethren, you know, and the enemy is, I want to go back to that word strategize because you don't sleep. And that's why you and I can't sleep. You know, when it looks at, when you go to the book of Job, where the Bible says that Job was more righteous as any man upon the earth at that time, he was blameless. He's a perfect example of a father praying for his children every day. And the Lord says, have you considered my servant Job? And I remember your dad breaking that down. The word consider is the word of breaking down like a military person that's looking down upon who they're about to attack. Have you considered have you strategized against Job? And the Lord would say about Job that he, he is righteous and he will, he will submit to me even in your tax.
First uh, Peter five eight says, "Be sober minded, mm-hmm. be watchful." Basically, look out. Yep. Sober minded, dude. Don't get caught up. Nope. You got to be on point, sober minded, looking around, alert. In other words, and watchful, looking around, studying. It's like when you go out, you know. You know, to a sketchy I, neighborhood I, or something. Exactly. That yeah. was just what I was going to say. You got to a sketchy neighborhood. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of a, a an area where I was at recently. Oh, I, I dude, I was in King, uh, Kingsington, in um, in outside of Philly. It's it's like Jurassic Park, homie. Like I got out of the car and there was a girl. Like, have you ever seen when people smoke um, that legal? Uh, 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 marijuana and they start like they're just like nodding out freaking out or like Uh going crazy or they're on fentanyl and they're like standing up but they're hunched over and they're just ticking back and forth but they're asleep yeah like but they're like totally like your head and hands are almost touching the ground but they're standing up yeah so sedated yeah that was happening like i've never seen anything like it and when i was there they said this is basically it made like compton or Watts or any of those areas that would that LA would refer to as like you know yeah. sketchier areas you know back in the day, this is on another level. Dude, this made it look like Beverly Hills. It was that crazy. Like the scene there was, it looked like a bunch of freaking fentanyl and meth heads were like running around the streets. Like, and it was like basically it was like okay to be like that. Like the whole place was like wow. that. And there was a church there called the Rock Philly. It was bizarre. That's nice. And I got out and I was just like. Me and Daniel were like, this is the craziest place to be. So now with that said, we get out. And I can tell you right now, we were very watchful. We were very alert. We were very sober-minded because, dude, anything could pop off. Some fool could just walk up and, like, just put a gun to you. Like, it's like that. And it would be okay. Like, they would, I don't think anyone would freak out. It would be very probably very normal mm. for someone to just walk up and be like, give me your money. Right. Everyone would just be watching, like, like when that girl was nodding out. This guy walked up, he sat next to her and pulled his guitar out and started singing to her mm. while she's nodding out. And then he's like talking oh, to her, smoking trick. a cigarette, talking to her like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. It was crazy. So with that said, and that, that's actually a perfect illustration of what the enemy wants to do. He wants to make you go crazy. He wants you to lose your mind. He wants you to destroy you. That whole street is, is people of God that, or what Satan has destroyed their lives. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has come to give life abundantly, and that's what that church is for. And um, with that said, is when you look at yourself as a, as a vessel, going back to the vessel, what are you putting into your, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? Because it, your senses, even like drugs, like everything goes into your body. So whether you're watching it, it goes into your heart. What you're listening, it goes into your heart. And if you're putting drugs in your body, it's going to your heart and affects you physically. Mm-hmm. So you're getting destroyed physically, mentally, and spiritually from what you're listening to, what you're watching, yep. and what you're putting in. Because remember the porn, back to the porn, it destroys your mind as well. We've seen that on Google, your brain on heroin and porn. Mm-hmm. It affects you physically and spiritually as well yep. just from watching Crazy. So now, with that said, we are a vessel. Now, if you were to get a just a clear glass of water and you put a bunch of dirt in it, what happens? It becomes muddy water, right? You yeah. can't even see through it. Well, so if I'm, if that's you right now, and you're like, okay, you're putting a bunch of like garbage in your your body, mm-hmm. 
physically, spiritually, you're listening, you're watching, whatever you want to do. Now you're this dirty vessel of uh, your dirty glass of water. Well, if you go to church on Sundays and you turn on the faucet like shh, a little bit and you stop, is that vessel still dirty? Yeah. yeah. So then you leave on Monday or say Sunday after church and now you're putting in more garbage than what you're listening to, what you're watching. So you're throwing more dirt into the vessel. Then you go to church on Sunday and you put a little bit more clean water in. Does that vessel ever get clean? Never. It does not. The living water will never clean you. So the only way to get it done is to stop putting dirt in the water, continue to go to church on Wednesday night or like a Sunday, read the Bible through the week because the scriptures connect you to the living water, which will cleanse you because the word of God is sharp and powerful. And it's like a two-edged sword. It starts revealing who you are and it starts cleaning you out through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then that's like turning the faucet on, on high and just keeping the glass under there. What will happen is that vessel will get cleaned. Sooner or later, it's going to be clean drinking water and you can drink out of it. And that is the key to the whole relationship with Christ. I love that breakdown too because you, you uh, once again, you make a choice. Do you want to be a vessel of honor or dishonor? A vessel of dishonor, that's Satan using your life. And a lot of our lives are used by Satan in a lot of ways. Um, you're destroying people. You're, you're, you're you know... Messing with girls, maybe destroying their lives. You're selling drugs, you're destroying people's lives. You are lying, cheating, and living in the flesh. Your life is impacting other people's life in a negative way, maybe sometimes destroying them. But, and you know, you think about uh, your strengths too. Satan wants to use you. Like maybe you're charismatic. Maybe you have an ability to draw a crowd. Maybe you have the ability, maybe you're a beautiful girl. And your beauty, God has given to you, but yet the enemy wants to use it for his purposes and use to destroy people's lives. So when the Lord gets a hold of your life, he can take your beauty to impact generations, your family, your community, to a godly, righteous girl that is walking with the Lord, walking in holiness. She is beautiful, but she's not compromising in the things of the flesh. Uh, the same thing for a man that once was selling drugs, being a, a you know a liar, a cheater, whatever it is. Now he's walking in truth. His life will start to impact. So are you going to be a vessel of dishonor, being used by Satan, or are you going to be a vessel of honor, glorifying God? Yes, and that's the question. So how do you get Satan off your back? We're going to look at. Um, we're going to. I have another illustration. So there was the, this song that my grandma used to sing, and it, said, it was, I don't even know, like if my grandma was Bana back in those days, yeah. if she was young, this had to be in the 20s or 30s, it was a hymn. That would make sense. It was a hymn that she used to sing. So my grandma used to sing this hymn, and it says, come and join the army, get your gospel gun, shoot it at the devil if you want to see him run. It's so funny, I heard that my whole life, but then as I've been searching the scriptures, it's funny because I realized that we are vessels or we are in another illustration we are like magazines so uh for like a gun so what we do is we read the bible the bibles are are like bullets the scriptures so what we do is we read the bible we load ourselves with scriptures we're filling our magazine with scriptures and then when the the devil comes at us we're able to shoot the scriptures at the enemy to make him run because the Holy Spirit, he's in us. He can't pull and draw out any scripture that's unless it's there. So we have to read the Bible. We have to fill ourselves with the word of God. So when the devil comes, we're able to pull the scriptures out and shoot at the devil to see him run. Where is that in the scriptures? There was that story of Jesus where he's fasting and praying in the desert. 
after John baptizes them, the devil comes and he starts tempting them with, hey, you don't have to go to the cross, just bow down and worship at me and I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. Oh, you've been fasting for 40 days, turn these rocks into bread and you can eat them. Oh, jump off this, this, this cliff and the angels will catch you. What did Jesus says? Don't test the Lord your God. And he fired off scripture back at the devil. And what happened from the devil? The devil took off running and he fled because he f used the word of God. And in the yeah. same way, that's how we fight off the devil is with the word of God. And it all goes back to what the said at the beginning of the show. We need to turn to God. We need to repent of our sins. We need to be the first question. I think it was the only question we answered yeah. was, uh, what does it mean to be full of the Holy Spirit? Be full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus will fill you or baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and it will you will stay connected continually through the Holy Spirit as you plug into the Word of God and you fill yourself with the Word of God. And that's how we fight off Satan and live that life that we are created for by firing off the gospel gun at the devil and you will see him run every time you know and so many people want to give cop-outs well you don't understand the struggle you don't understand what i've been through and you're Dude, just like i'm telling you right <laughs> now i've been through way more i had my, way more opportunity yeah for sinning yeah the reality of it is is they have a small perception of who god is yeah they're just focused on their problems and their situations and the reality of it is they like their sin they do they, they don't, don't want to give die it up. to self because dying to self, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. And there, there's times in your life sin where it feels good. Sin feels good. And it's easy. That's oh, yeah. why Jesus says, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many, that. many go by it. And few and narrow is the way that leads to true life. And few find it. It's not that they can't. It's that they have a choice. And many choose the easy way rather than the right way. I'm just going to be personal. When I was sinning, it felt good. It's easy, like you said. I didn't want to give it up. Yeah. I didn't want to give it up because I didn't want... At the end of the day, sin is about me, me, I, I. And it doesn't matter who it affects. Mm -hmm. Your sin can affect your parents. Your sin can affect your wife. Your sin can affect your... Uh, I mean, let's just... Let's, we've been talking about porn here. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about it again since we've been nearly hitting it. So... You're with, with you're with, say if you're dating a you're, you're a Christian and you're dating a Christian girl mm -hmm. that's waiting you know to, she you know you're not you're not sleeping with her, but you're watching porn, bro you're cheating on Jesus says if you even look on a woman with lust you're committing adultery, you're basically sinning by lusting about this other girl mm -hmm. having sex with your video screen first of all. And you are ruining what's going to happen in the marriage. This Christian girl or Christian guy, vice versa, could go both ways, is waiting, trying to be pure and not wait until she gets married or wait till he gets married. But you're watching porn. So you're basically going to go to bed when you sleep with her, if you get married to her. You're going to be on your wedding night and you have all these different girls that you literally slept with through fantasy yeah. in your mind. So you just destroy that whole moment. You will have these, these, these thoughts will come to you and haunt you in your relationship. So you, it's already, you're already destroying that whole thing. So this is why you have to not go to that because it will destroy you. You're going to carry that stuff with you. I always say a phrase, there's always a day of reckoning, you know? And what I mean by that is 
You can be doing all these things in the shadows. Nobody knows. But, dude, it eventually comes out. And it eventually gets harder and harder. It gets worse and worse for you to, to deal with. And um, we, it's not worth it, man. Jesus says that which is done in secret to be shattered from the rooftops. Um, Satan, as we've been talking about the show, he, he wants to destroy. He wants to rip off. And that's why, though it might seem hard at times as far as walking the Christian life, in the end, it's easier. It gets easier. And, and I mean, what I mean by that is the blessings of God always outweigh the challenges that you face. I still face challenges today. I have bad weeks. I have bad months, sometimes bad years sometimes. But God shows himself to be faithful in my life. And you don't want to turn in all the goodness that God has done in your life for something of the flesh that never satisfied in times past. Listen, you were just saying about the blessings. Why do people want to, why should you stop sinning? Because, dude, you, the life, the quality of life is so much, so amazing. Mm -hmm. Because we hear stories of people all the time that are caught up in, in all this sin and they're depressed. They're not happy. They might be happy in, in the moment. It's like, you know, we've referred to sin as cotton candy. When you're eating the cotton candy, you're happy. But then what happens as soon as you're done eating it and taking the bites and eating most of it, all of a sudden you're sick and you're like, dude, you're like, dude, I don't even want this anymore. Yeah. You just give the bag away and you're like sick. It's the same thing. It's fun for those first couple bites and then you get sick and then you get well again and then you go do it again. And you're back and forth. The quality of life sucks. It does. That's the bottom line. And you know what? Don't take it from us. Look at your life. Are you happy? Do you have peace? Or are you tired of being tired? Yeah. And that's the whole bottom line is you have to just repent, give your life to Jesus, and live that life, man. It's That's what it's all about. I'm telling you. So we got a couple minutes left. I do want to plug a couple things really quick before we wrap this show up. The Whosoever's, we are doing a movie premiere. We want to come one, come all, inviting all you guys to come out. We're doing the Puebla, Mexico video premiere. We're showing what ministry looks like outside of the church. The Great Commission. When you read the Bible and you're reading the Gospels and you're reading the book of Acts, when you see these guys, we're literally reading the scriptures and doing what the scripture says. It says, Jesus says, go out and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What we are doing is we are going like Jesus and the disciples. It says that they would go from town to town, city to city. They would preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick. They would recover. They would birth churches. And uh, it was, you know what I really appreciate about um, what the disciples did and what Paul and all these guys would do? Dude, they would go out. They would, they would go from city to city. They would always be in ministry. They'd be in the church, but then they'd be outside the church. They didn't get institutionalized and stuck in the church where you see a lot of church leaders. Yeah. They just get stuck in the church and they don't even know, they don't even know what real ministry even looked like outside of the church. Like the whole package is the 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 Great Commission, disciple them, teach them maybe in my camp commandments, and then send them out. But, dude, so many people in church ministry, like leadership and, and just staff members, they're not even out living the Great Commission. And it for a balance of ministry, I think every – and I, I, I want to start doing this with the whosoever. There's been a couple people in the office that just work the office jobs. They need to actually go on ministry trips and get out of the church to stay fresh and, and just biblical. Like, what, what does the Bible teach? They were in the church. They were out of the church. I'm not talking about going getting all the – 
people and saying, hey, we're going to go do an outreach like, you know, right. we're going to go do an outreach at the, at the corner of, uh, you know, outside of our church on a, in a, at a venue. I'm talking about leaving your being comfortable in your community, getting on a plane and going somewhere that's totally out of your comfort zone and being in ministry and just showing up and just going, okay, God, what are you going to do? And that's when you see the Holy Spirit really move. I can tell you right now, I see the Holy Spirit move in a, a, a powerful way and it's contagious and people need to see that. So I would encourage all you guys listening, get on a trip somewhere, get on a plane and leave your comfort zone and go somewhere where they're going to do ministry in a way where they're going to go into villages and they're not going to, they're not going to, it's not going to be, be another church event in another city somewhere else, but actually where they're going to get uncomfortable, be with non-Christians and see what God does. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.